Hello everyone, you are listening to Kingdom Stories, where we tell stories of hope and power from the lives of everyday Christians just like you and me. It's my hope that these stories encourage you in your walk with the Lord and remind you weekly about how awesome our God is. Alright everybody, I wanted to introduce my sister Wendy to you. Wendy from church. Wendy, say hi. Hi guys. All right, Wendy, you want to start off by kind of giving us a bit of the background of your story and where you came from? Definitely. I grew up not Christian. I grew up kind of Catholic, but I didn't go to church very much. We didn't, it wasn't our every Sunday routine. We would go when my mom just felt like going. Um, But I don't remember learning much about um, Jesus. I don't remember learning retaining much whenever I did go to church Mm -hmm. um it was just more of something I had to do so I can go get McDonald's afterwards Mm -hmm. um so that's why I went to church back then and yeah my mom she didn't really teach as much like it was just kind of because we're Hispanic we're Mexican that's just what you do as a child you get baptized uh Catholic and you get godparents so that's what happened with me um as a child I do remember praying at night like kind of we you know we memorized some prayers but I remember I would talk to God I did believe in something bigger something higher than us and I grew up in a very chaotic place Mm. I grew up with um, my mom my stepdad at the time who I thought was my dad growing up and my and I have two younger sisters uh, but my youngest is 10 years apart so it was mostly me and the middle one in the beginning and it was a very abusive home we had our stepdad who would abuse like he would beat up my mom in front of us he was always angry and I remember like being just scared of him I would remember like on the weekends asking him if he was going to go to work and just praying to God every night on Fridays that he would go to work so I didn't have to deal with him on the weekends um so yeah I it would it would hurt me to see my mom go through that but he was also abusive with my sister and I he would hit us with me he was abusive physically sexually emotionally all all of the above you name it so I just grew up very scared all the time just not being certain of what was going to happen that day whether I was going to be safe or not and I remember just praying every night just asking God to give me the strength just to tell my mom what was going on, to tell my mom that he was being abusive with me. And I remember, like, I would go up the next morning, it was so full of courage, like, this is the morning that, this is the day that I'm going to talk to my mom. And I would go and I'd sit in front of her and I would choke and I would just say something else. And it wasn't until my mom, um, my mom was also, I mean, she was my safety. She was my, like, my my everything growing up and but she was also like angry like she would just yell a lot I just remember her being a clean freak and always just being upset if we had a mess and like you said like kids we're always gonna have messes we just play and that's what we do so she would always just be yelling because we were kids and being kids that's what I remember of my mom is just her being angry all the time Um, But she was going to go to Mexico for like three months. And that's when I just was, I freaked out. I was like, I'm not going to have my mom here. I'm going to be left with my dad. At the time, I thought he was my dad with my dad. 
and there's going to be nowhere to run to. There's going to be no per, no safe place because my mom, wow. that was what she was. Um, so I remember I was going to this to, to, with her to purchase her ticket and right in the car, I was like the whole ride there. I was just praying and praying for strength to tell her. And, um, she pulls up and I was like, wait, mom, like I have to talk to you. And I did it. I told her that he was sexually abusing me and, uh, beating me up because I would run and not allow it to happen. And she just loved me through it. She just hugged me. She kicked them out of the house immediately so then I was like yes like finally like God heard me and there's gonna be change like things are gonna be better now so now it's my little sister my baby sister she's like maybe like one or two when he leaves and at that point that's when my mom tells me he's not my dad and I was just relieved I don't remember being in like sad about it or wondering about my real dad or anything I just remember like yes like that person was not my dad how old were you would you say you were when this happened i think about 10 or 11 when i when i told her wow maybe 10 i think i was 10 my memory of my childhood is like spotty so it's really hard for me to remember like exact age and exact like everything is just yeah it's a blur it's a bit of a um, ballpark but it's good enough yeah and um so yeah i was really I was like, yes, like finally things are getting to get better. But obviously there were just, there were problems. My mom didn't know how to, how to provide for three daughters by herself. She mm. hadn't, you know, she was just a stay at home mom being controlled by this person. She didn't allow her to do anything. She couldn't study. She couldn't go anything. She was like locked into our house. And uh, my sister, she was just very angry towards me afterwards because she saw me as the reason her dad left. Oh my. So it was just a lot. And then about maybe a, a year later, my mom had already started dating another guy. She would go on trips with him on the weekends. And uh, I liked it because I got to stay over my cousin's house and she would give me money. And this one time I just was begging her not, not to go. And she still went and ended up getting arrested. So she was in jail for about five years. What? So then, yeah, so then I'm here thinking like, yes, things are gonna get better, but now I have no dad and no mom and two sisters. Wow. Well, that's about the point. Like I remember praying through that in the beginning, like asking God to bring her back and just my concept of God back then, like I thought I, was being punished because the only thing I learned from church is you can't be bad because God is going to punish you. Hmm. Um, so I remember um, just thinking like, God, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? What do I need to stop doing? So you can give me my mom back. Like we need our mom. And when she got sentenced for the five years, that's when I just stopped believing. I was like, there's no way that there is a hmm. God who would allow children to suffer like this. It didn't make sense to me. So that was the last, I believe, like the last time I prayed and the last time I, I believed in something. And then I just, everything went downwards from there. I um, started drinking, like by 14, I was already getting drunk, like drunk. And uh, pretty much every time that I drank, it would be to the point that I blacked out and didn't remember anything. And then I also started smoking weed and um, just my high school years was just a mess. Like I just, all I would do is 
drink and smoke and just forget. I just wanted to forget. Like I didn't want to experience what was going on around me. Were you staying with your cousins or who were you, where were you living? So at first I was with my grandma and my uncle. And then we moved um, to Arizona with them for like six months. But then my grandma got tired of us and she didn't deal with three three girls. Um, so she didn't want to take care of us anymore. So we ended up going back to Southern California with this woman who used to take care of me when I was a baby. She was my my nanny and she's just been a family friend since then. So she told my mom, like, I'll take them, just bring them here. Like, I'll go pick them up and I'll take care of them for you until you come back. Wow. Yeah. She's amazing. Like, uh, I, yeah, I love her with all my heart and she's truly been an angel. On the downside though, she got to experience us when we were in this, in this hot mess and we were, you know, crazy. We were just doing crazy things and she just had to deal with that. Which now looking back, I'm like, man, I can't believe I would do that to her. Like, I can't believe that that's how I repaid her taking care of us. And uh, yeah, so then my whole high school and college years, it was just numbing myself, drinking, smoking, taking psychedelics. So I wouldn't just be present. I just did not want to be present. And I was full of rage. I was, I hurt anyone. I didn't think twice. Like I, I wouldn't feel bad for my actions. It's just whatever I felt like doing, I would do. I just would just keep going, like do it mm. again the next day. Whatever I felt like doing, I didn't think twice whether it would hurt someone or hurt me. Do you have any, it, any instances of, of times you're willing to share that, that this kind of thing happened or? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, so I have two DUIs that happened during that time. First one was as soon as I turned 21. I turned 21 October 3rd. By the end of October, I had my first DUI. I destroyed like three or four cars by drunk driving. Like I just hurt the boyfriends that I dated at the at the time. They received the anger that I had inside. Yeah, it was just darkness. It was literally me lost in darkness. But through that, I was kind of functioning because I was still going to school. I was getting a degree. I was working at Pizza Hut at full time. I like making good money because I became a general manager. So I was functioning, but still being so lost at the same time. So I started taking psychology classes because I thought I wanted, I could learn about why I'm so crazy and why my family is so crazy. And I started working with children diagnosed with autism. I was about maybe 21 or 22 when I started working in that field, maybe like 22 or 23. And at this point, I'm now starting to like read those self-help books. And I was like looking into Buddhism and heal healing my chakras and my aura and like all this craziness. I just knew that the, nothing satisfied that hole that I had inside. Like nothing made me happy. Nothing like I was just alone and dark and empty. Mm. So I started seeking something and I was um, with a guy at the time I was living with him and opportunity came to move to the Bay to help train people that were new to the field and to start up the company up here, the company that I worked for in LA. And I was like, okay, universe, this, by this time I believe in the universe. So I'm like, all right, universe, you're giving me this opportunity and I'm going to go find who Wendy is. I need a break from this life and I'm going to go and I'm going to find myself. And of course I came and I was being the hot mess that I was 
at the beginning. And um, I have two friends that I know from high school that live in Washington, and they invited me to go visit them. And I went a couple times. The first couple times, you know, it was the same things. We would drink and be a hot mess. But they started going to uh, church, so they, they were Christian. Um, the first time they invited me to church, I went, but I was closed-minded. I just did it because they invited me and they were letting me stay with them. The second time, I think that this is now a year later, um, they know me pretty well because they're also friends with my sister, Vicky, and um, Vicky's just really good about letting people know uh, our stuff, something I'm not good at. Um, so they uh, were just talking to me about Jesus. They knew, they knew my hurt. They knew the anger that I had inside. They knew a lot of my, my struggles, and they were just like Wendy. Like, only Jesus can help you with this pain. Only Jesus can get you through this. Only Jesus can take away what you feel. Only Jesus can feel that emptiness that you feel. And I'm like, ah, you humans always have to find, you know, something to believe in because you can't just be without knowing things. So I was still closed-minded. So I go to church the next day uh, because they're like, oh, we work for church, so you have to come with us. I was like, yeah, no problem. Of course, I was going to go anyway. And this time, it's like a complete different experience. I still walk in closed-minded, but I'm just listening to the music, and I've never listened to Christian music in my life before. And I just start crying. Like, I just start crying, and I feel this love, like a love that I had never in my life experienced, a love that was so pure and so intense that I just... I, I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed and I couldn't stop crying. Wow. And uh, in that moment, I was like, okay, like I need to know more about Jesus. I need to learn about what it is that I'm feeling. Cause I've never, like, I've numbed myself so well that I didn't even feel anymore. Like wow. I was just being, I was just existing. And uh, I still didn't want to go to church, but I got a Bible and I started reading the Bible and I read the whole Bible. And then I went back to them like a year later and I go back to their church and everybody's like, Wendy, you're back. Everybody's just like so welcoming and loving. And I'm just like, what is going on? And why are these people being nice to me? And what is this? And like, it was just so crazy to me because I've never experienced that before. And that moment, that's when God said like, you need this and you need to go back to Oakland and you need to find this. So that moment was when I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and um, I'm going to learn, I'm going to go to church. But I didn't, I still had the human hurt and I didn't trust humans and I was totally against church because I'm like, that's humans, that's a pastor, mm. that's people. I don't trust your people, God. I trust you, but I don't trust your people. Like, but I'm going to listen. So at that moment, like my prayers to God was just to, to transform me, to take me to all of me and to change my heart, to change me from the inside out. And I wanted to be all in. I said, I'm not, it's, I don't want to just go to church on Sundays. Like I want you, I want God. I want Jesus. I don't want a church. So I did it. I went to church and uh, I went to visit them one more time. And this is me already going to church, me already trying to, do better right trying to be a different Wendy mm -hmm. and uh I end up driving for my friend because she was uh a little tipsy 
And I thought it would be a better idea if I drove because I could walk straight and she couldn't. So I ended up getting my second DUI. So this is already post me becoming a Christian, me accepting God, me trying to go to church, trying to do better. And I am in jail and they're not letting me out because I'm not from Washington and they think that I'm just going to take off. So I spent like three or four days in jail. The whole time I just was praying and trust. I'm like, God, I trust you. Like, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I messed up, but I trust you and you're going to get me through this. And like, I was scared that I was going to lose my job. I was scared that everything was just going to mess up. But I was at peace. Like, I was at peace. I was like, this is going to be okay. I read the Bible there and I, I, I think I read where Jesus was crucified. And that moment, I truly, like, just, it hit my, my soul, my heart. Like, I remember just crying, like, saying, I'm so sorry, Jesus. I'm so sorry that I'm the one that put you up on that cross. Like, it's my sin that put you there. It's because of me that wow. you're there. And I'm so grateful that he knows, like, he knows me. He knows all that my sin. He knows everything and he still chose to to show me who he is and to embrace me with his love so I think that's when like I I fully experienced the gospel in that moment wow yeah I got bailed out by my mom and this this is I'm already praying like my prayer through this before before that happened and through that was take away everything that no longer serves me the people my habits I need you to show me what you want me to not do anymore. I get bailed out and they put this bracelet on my, on my ankle um, that monitors my body for alcohol every 15 minutes. So immediately, as soon as they tell me that that's what it's going to do, I'm like, ah, okay, God. So you're telling me I can't get drunk anymore. Like, okay, alcohol is the first thing that's going to go. And it was crazy because in in my head, I'm like, I'm Mexican. Like, I'm just an alcoholic. That's just in my blood. And I'm never going to be able to change this about me. But that was the first thing that God showed me that I wasn't. Like, this is not your identity. This is not who you are. Like, alcohol doesn't have control of you. So that was the first, the first lesson I learned of many. Yeah. And from there, I go back and... My friend, the first thing that she told me when, she, when I got out, when she picked me up, was like, Wendy, please don't stop believing in God. Please don't stop going to church. Like, please, like, this is a test from the enemy. And he wants you. Like, he wants your soul, Wendy. And don't let him take your soul. Like, please, like, you're just starting your, your walk. Like, this is just for you to stumble. Like, trust. Yeah, it was just what I needed to hear. And uh, I came back and I just kept doing what I was doing, kept going to church, kept, I joined group. Um, I was just started serving and all this time I'm like doing that and then dealing with that, with the DUI. Um, I was on house arrest for it for a little bit. And um, then uh, I wanted to get baptized. And I remember I had to go to court the next day after I was about to be baptized and uh, I have to go to court. So I, I call AJ and I'm like, hey, AJ, like, I don't think I should get baptized because I have to go to court the next day. And I have this bracelet on my ankle. And like, he had no idea. I hadn't 
told him my my wow. story about that. So he's like, Wendy, pray about it. I talked to my mom about it. She's like, yeah, Wendy, like, if you want this to be settled first, like, do it. And then I was praying about it, and God's like, I want you now. Like, I want you how mm. you are. It's not when you fix this. It's not when you think you're better. Like, I want you now as you are. So I got baptized with a scram bracelet. Like, my mom saran wrapped it and <laughs> made sure that it didn't get wet because I couldn't be in, like, a pool or anything. I could only take a shower. Wow. And I did it. And God has just been transforming me since then and has been doing it. Like, I just love how God is so patient that he takes his time and he, he um, meets us where we are. Like, he doesn't just throw all my sin at my face and says, this is everything that you need to fix, Wendy. It's like, here's this. Okay, you got this? You're good? Okay, now we're going to work on this. So he's done a lot. I mean, I don't get drunk. I haven't been drunk in yeah a while. I used to smoke every day. I don't do that anymore either. I stopped having sex with um, guys that um you know I'm not married. Yeah, it's just a lot of just him working in me. My relationship with my my family, my my sisters, my mom. It had been so broken, and he saved both of my sisters. Like that was one prayer that wow. I started praying as soon as I started going to church. So it's just been amazing to see to see God's work and just that it doesn't stop. He's faithful to complete the work he starts. And that's just amazing. God is so good and so amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. So what lessons would you say you'd want other people to take away from your story? Hmm. I think the biggest one and the one that he's still working in me is that he heals. He heals our brokenness. He heals our pain. He takes the ugly and makes it beautiful. He completely changes our identity. Like the lies that we believe about who we are and what we deserve. Um, he just completely destroys them and and shows you just how powerful you are in him. Like, how worthy you are in him, your, yeah, I just, your identity becomes, becomes clear. And I think the more that you seek God, the more that you get to know him, it's the more that you learn about yourself. So yeah, it's just, he, only, only he can take the brokenness, only he can take it all and make it beautiful. Uh, something that I, I didn't even think was possible. And, uh, just this year, this the beginning of this fast, I came into this fast just with no expectations. I was like, usually I have a, a prayer, or I have a list of things that I feel like God's calling me to work on. And this year, I was just like, you know what? I have no agenda, God. I don't know what you're trying to do this year. And he took me to my childhood. He took me to the pain that I was still holding on to. Um, that's my childhood is just something that I held, I buried so deep into into my heart that I just wasn't surrendering it to God. And I remember the first week of the fast, like he just showed me myself as a child, like crying, feeling alone, feeling scared, feeling pain. And I just saw Jesus coming to me. He hugged me. He gave me his hand and I just felt it all go away. And then he told me like, you have met, you are not alone and you have never been alone. You are protected. Like I have you in my hand. So he's just showing me that he's working and he's mending the 
deepest parts of my brokenness. And then through the fast, he also told me, he legit just told me, Wendy, I need you to go and tell your mom that you forgive her. I thought I, you know, that that was done, um, that it wasn't an issue, but he clearly showed me like, you know, you have this anger, you have this pain and uh, you got to give it to me and you have to go talk to her. And I did. And I think it was just amazing for me. It was just freeing and for my mom just to hear um, that she's forgiven. So God is just uh, amazing, a redeemer. He is everything that we need, that hole inside of us. It's, it's for him. Wow. That's awesome. You're a great storyteller. It's a, it's a good story that you have. Thank you. It's awesome seeing how God really healed you. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's really encouraging hearing that. I think, I think we all have areas of our lives that we, we haven't experienced that yet and, and seeing it happen in other people's lives is an encouragement that that that's coming. Yeah. You know, and, and he's working on it one step at a time. Yes, he is. And he's not going to stop. He doesn't stop. And even when we don't feel him working, he's working. Like mm-hmm. he works while we sleep. He doesn't stop. He's just amazing. You know, it's, it's really awesome when you've met a Christian who's been a Christian for like decades. Mm-hmm. And you realize he's already, God's already worked on all the big stuff and all the little stuff. And it's just a little tiny stuff now. And you, you interact with them. I, I know a few uh, brothers and sisters who are much older than I am. And it's as if you can almost feel God's presence just talking to them. Mm. So gentle and kind and loving. And it's like, when do I get to be that way? You know? Right. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right, final thoughts. If you had any any last words you wanted to share with people from your story, what would you say to them? To trust. I think that was the the biggest thing for me. And it's trust is such a hard thing, especially because we humans hurt so much. We hurt each other, we hurt ourselves. But God will never let us down. He will never break a promise he's someone that we can rely on with our whole hearts he loves us he we are his children and he will take us into his hands and he will never let us go and that's just something that we can fully trust and i think that once we have that in our hearts like everything else just melts away wow it's a good word all right wendy thank you for your time and thank you for sharing your story with us we appreciate it no problem. Thank you for having me, Jesse. This is awesome, and I, I hope it's encouraging to a lot of people. If you like the story today, please don't hesitate to spread the love. Share it, like it, and subscribe to hear more. If you want to share a story from your life about an encounter with God, please don't hesitate to email me at jesse at newawakeningministries.org. Stay safe, and remember, the kingdom is among us.